Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're talking about minute number 83 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with Victor Stone looking over at that tape recorder that Silas left him in yesterday's minute. And the minute is going to end with Cyborg starting to learn how to fly. Cue that Foo Fighter song. Oh, learn to fly. Learn okay. to fly. Isn't there a isn't there a learn to fly um, Sonic Adventure two song? That's so weird that you say that because I was just listening to that soundtrack. Um, Is it the same song? The Sonic Adventure two, learn to fly. Yeah. Uh, Is I, there? I think I know what you're talking about. There's Highway in yeah, the Sky. It's... I was listening to that. Hmm. Escape from Maybe the I'm city, but of... you know. Maybe I'm just so it's the one where he's on the uh, you know he gets the board after the helicopter blows up and he's going down. That's escape from yeah, the city. Like, okay, maybe I'm just thinking like that song made it sound like it was a Foo Fighters song, and I just always in my mind it was like that's Foo Fighters in that in that game, right? I think I understand what you're saying because I think there is a line about that in the song. I'll have to check back, but that's so weird that you said something about that soundtrack. That's a pretty good soundtrack anyways uh let's talk about (laughs) let's talk about victor stone here um like we talked about in yesterday's minute these minutes are kind of there's not a lot going on obviously you know we've been talking about well there is and there isn't yes exactly as i was leading into it seems like you watch it at first and you go okay he's starting to learn his powers Mm -hmm. you get you get origin beats in this minute you just get you know flight spoiler spoilers for the minute we're talking about <laughs> yeah and uh but it it also plays into things later and then the more you look into it the more you start to see um really good filmmaking especially like things like animation visual effects and then when you take that into consideration then you start to understand the character a little bit better which is weird because oftentimes people when they see visual effects of of machinations like cyborg or transformers people tend to overlook those characters you know it's it's a lot of cgi going on and yes it is cgi um but it adds to his struggle of dealing with something like that um that's what makes it so hard for us to believe and so surreal is we have to wrap our head around you know if a man can fly what about a person who has robotics and biomechatronics if you will and um there's a the shot where he starts to walk over to the tape recorder and then he grabs it very quickly as if he you know he wants to learn something from his father he doesn't want to admit it um and he wants to see what his father you know is trying to tell him when he does pick up that tape recorder you see a very close-up shot of his hand and it's completely visual effects it's his cyborg arm well actually his whole body is cyborg um and you get a really close look at the movement the animation of that robotic hand you can even see the pivot points of the joints of like the screws that are in place on each joint what are they called like uh like little washers and rivets yeah and 
it's really cool to see how those joints move because it actually looks like parts of the metal have to move in place for that thumb to press into that tape recorder. And it's an amazing piece of visual effects. It almost looks like they animated around the trembling of Ray Fisher's hand. If he's motion capture performance capturing this, that they were like, okay, well his hand shakes normally like this. So we have to animate those mechanized body parts to move in that certain way. And as he goes to press in the tape recorder, then the thumb joint moves up and then all the anatomy falls through with it. It's a beautiful little close-up shot and you see every little detail, all the sound effects make it feel like metal is scraping against plastic and other metal. It's a really good um, animated shot there. And then I was thinking how simple they make it by having him wear that hoodie and then like they don't have to animate as much but they can have that light underneath his hoodie like an led strip and then they just kind of like make it easier for themselves to animate something like that so they can focus their time on that which is really cool i really do enjoy that i don't see it as a cop-out i see as like okay that's actually a really cool filmmaking process like yeah put him in a hoodie zip it up i always thought that was kind of cool even i mean it was used too much in 2017 um but i think that's just because they didn't i don't know if they didn't like cyborg a cyborg design or something like that and they were just like all right he's just he's just got to be in a hoodie for a lot of it mm-hmm. or something i don't know but um yeah the uh the light coming through the hoodie it never bothered me especially when we saw it in like shadows or uh seeing him like in last minute through the window on the other side and it's just like that heavy red glow and everything else is backlit it looks ominous it's cool yeah um even when we were in uh way back in the beginning of this coverage when he did that turnaround and the mother box started shaking and like his eye was on the photo of uh himself on the wall like the red eye yeah it's just cool good lighting good lighting composition uh, in this minute, and just for Cyborg, too. Um, those booster jets. Killer lighting. Yeah. Killer light show this guy's going on. This guy's, this guy's a whole rave. Just walking rave. Huh? <laughs> I like when he's when he's wearing the hoodie, and he has that own personal lighting of his red eye and his blue light on his forehead. Those mm-hmm. That mesh of color, blue and red, as they cascade like over his face, and it's just kind of like enveloped by the hood of his hoodie. Like... The lighting really does do this really cool lighting effect for him on camera. Uh, So it looks really cool uh, just as far as like with the blending. And then behind him, there's like all these amber lights that kind of um, refract on the walls and stuff like that. So it is really cool. Um, And then obviously he steps out on this rooftop of, of his apartment. I assume it's, you know, uh, his apartment building and this was a scene that a lot of people got to see even after the 2017 movie came out. Um, many people might remember Ascendant Ancient or Ancient Ascendant. He was, uh, they're like a kind of like a leak source. Uh, they do, they've done many leaks of unfinished clips from other movies. Um, but Ascendant Ancient had a lot of sources for many clips, including the Barry Allen scene at Central Park, 
Um, this one was probably the most famous where Cyborg is on this rooftop. All of this was roughly finished. Um, it looked good enough to pass on. There were some that were completely unfinished shots. Um, and this rooftop one was one of the, one of the big ones. So I remember seeing this and when I really wanted to see what the quote unquote Snyder cut looked like, I remember this being the scene that I, I wanted to see the most. So when watching this movie for the first time, I remember this being like, I'm finally watching what this looks like as part of the story and seeing where that goes. I understand the concept of it because I've had four years to think about, you know, what it means for, yeah, what it means for a cyborg to fly and thinking of the parallels between him and Superman from Man of Steel. And it's, it's a little bit different. Um, I think by the time Kal-El was, you know, had learned to fly in Man of Steel, it was almost like a victory lap of celebrating that he's re- rediscovered his heritage and who he is. Whereas Cyborg here is doing this to find out who he is. He's trying to find himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like in a sense, Clark or Cal could have been doing the same thing. I mean, <clears throat> his was just on like a big journey in Canada and stuff, you know? Yeah. The dude totally went backpacking through the, the greater north america <laughs> to try to find himself yeah what a depressed guy huh um but the, but yeah it is the uh, same kind of thing where it continued to flash back to his childhood and show us like his journey yeah through the years like the school bus and this in the classroom and all the bullies he had met in his past um yeah absolutely um i do remember the rough cut of this um clip I want to say that at a certain point, I got tired of seeing it always being shared on the internet. And it just got to a point where I was just like, I'm tired, like either, either show me the finished project or is like, is this it? And you're just only going to show me this. And it's just like, here's what could have been. I think that's what it was. It was really just like a beacon of here's what could have been. And it's not. So ha ha, you get this little piece. You don't get anything else, kid. Move Mm -hmm. on. And I think that's why I got so like annoyed by always seeing it being retweeted and stuff. Just like, okay, like I saw it. It looks great, but it upsets me more that I'm not seeing it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? I started to feel that way. Um, I would have like within the last year remaining before they actually announced the Snyder cut. And then even afterwards, a few months afterwards, uh, leading up to the fandom event and justice con, the first one that, um, Meg and the, and the nerd queen set up, it was, you know, all this release of information and leaked photos and videos of, of what was to come and, and what could have been. And it was like, I don't want to experience it that way. I don't want to be like, Oh, look, check out this spoiler from the movie. It's like, that's not how I wanted to watch this movie. I didn't want to see it in parts like this. It's it's weird coming into it, I guess, now and saying like, oh, yeah, I, I know this scene because of the leaks. Instead of saying like, this should have been a surprise to me seeing this for the first time. And and taking this as more of the, the turnaround for Cyborg's life instead of just seeing it as pop culture uh, leak. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, pop culture, absolutely. you know, <clears throat> news. Huh. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It should be bigger than 
all of that, obviously, because this is what... But, I mean, that's the point. Like, what we got, you know, a couple years ago with the rough edit, pop culture leak, yada yada, that was then, this is now. We have finished project product now, so it's... In my mind, it's no longer that clip that I got upset about uh, on the uh, internet. It's more so about this is Cyborg's learn to fly moment. Yeah, and I think it. my notes for this scene right here, obviously the, the whole portrait of it is beautiful with him on the rooftop and he's got the the clothes that are hanging on the clothesline and it's covering the the full moon and has that natural lighting from the full moon the whole kind of shot that's orchestrated here by um uh zach snyder and the cinema uh fabian fabian uh who was the director of photography um it's an incredible kind of like comic book shot of what a Gotham rooftop looks like at midnight. And what I really like about this minute here is Cyborg being like, okay, what can I do? What are my things? And it almost looks as if he thinks to himself, well, can I fly? And then the machine part of him is like activating flight sequence. Just take over. Yeah, Yeah, right? It's like the, the first thing in my mind, like the coolest thing about this is that his first thought about your, you know, your powers, your physical strength is just the tip of the iceberg. Like, imagine what you can do. It's like, my first thought is, oh, I'm going to go try to fly. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the most human, like, uh, fantasy that you could think of, right? That's just so fitting for Vic Stone, all too human, turning into cyborg. Exactly. And as he starts to kind of, like, wrestle with the idea of flying and... and subconsciously his his motorized functions start to go off it's almost like his reflexes just like the human anatomy would like him flexing with his reflexes is causing those thrusters to you know strengthen or weaken and and really position his body the way it's moving so that when he lifts off the ground and he realizes, oh, that's scary. Then he drops back down and his body kind of recognizes and and relaxes. And then when he really starts to hover above the ground and he sways and loses balance, he goes left, he goes right. As he like flexes his deltoids to kind of like, you know, just like anyone would when they're balancing, those reflexes kick in and those thrusters almost symbolize what it looks like to flex those certain muscles. And so it's a really cool kind of like way to, I guess someone had to think about it and be like, okay, so if you're losing your balance here, which muscles are are contracting right now? And they say, okay, well, these muscles right here, this part of the body flexes, and this one tries to reestablish balance, and they go, okay, so those contractions will be thrusters. And then we're just going to keep animating around those things, similar to the hand where Cyborg activates the uh, tape recorder. They just kind of think, okay, if a hand is pressing into that button, what joints and rivets are, are pivoting to do that um so it's an amazing bit of animation that's happening here um and there's another cool shot where we kind of get that close-up of him activating his first thrusters like his body starts to change and morph and you can see inside the deep kind of like crevice in his chest where that kind of energy is and it's almost like you can see inside of it almost like he has like a internal reactor 
going on where his heart should be, um, which is really cool to think about. I really, I think it's pretty cool. I, I, I dig this flight scene. Yeah. Honestly, it's so cool. Cause it's, he's just trying to figure it out, man. And thrusters, come on. That's so cool. It's so cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Like, I mean, we see him in, in, you know, anime and cartoons and all that stuff, but like those things are hard to control, you know, mm-hmm. it's balance. It is. It's it's uh, the like you said the the animating of the actual thrusters themselves, how they have like that beating kind of flame to them. Um, I have no idea. Maybe like almost like a plasma type thruster going on there. Some sort of propulsional pulse. Yeah, because it's not uh, it's not thrusters like compressed air would be, you know. Yeah, no, and then it's just like then. Then it's what kind of fuel are you using? <laughs> what is what is the fuel source? He's got the you, obviously the power of the sun in the palm of his chest cavity. I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ten million suns in that chest, baby. Yeah. Um. And uh, I think it's I think it's an important scene uh, of him learning to fly. And I don't want there to be, like, too much of a parallel with Man of Steel. Like, obviously, it, it is a parallel to, to Superman. But it, it shouldn't have been removed because of that. Because, like, oh, we've already seen a flight sequence once before. And we see it again with Wonder Woman in 1984. It's, it's Victor's origin story in this movie. And we have to respect that. And I think the other version kind of dumbed it down a little bit where he just kind of shows off his flight ability and he shows it off to Silas Stone who didn't help him in that version. And he just kind of says, didn't know I could do that yesterday. And which I really like that part, but it's just wrong. It is wrong when, when the direction of the character is not meant to be that story. Yeah. Um, that's what I meant. It's wrong for cyborg. (laughs) Also, you're activating thrusters inside a house. What are you going to do? Set the flights <laughs> on fire? I know, right? Jeez. We just talked about having a reactor for a heart. You need to relax. You go take it outside. Yeah. You know, I wonder if it's the same type of thing like um, whatever sort of sonic sound wave uh, the cannon emits. Mm-hmm. Maybe if it's that sort of just highly intense. What's the guy's name from the X-Men? Banshee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Anyway. It. Yeah. Um no, yeah, absolutely. It would be like kind of that sonic um, pulse that would that would pro- propel him, um, mm-hmm. which is great. It's a beautiful, beautiful little clip that we have here. Um, so that's all I really have for this one. I know it's a really, you know, it's it's more important. To, uh, this tape recorder, especially, becomes important later, and. We don't really get any of the dialogue that Silas says other than saying that his physical strength is just the tip of the iceberg. And I guess Cyborg hasn't really tried to do anything else with his abilities. He's probably maybe suppressing them. I, I'm i not sure. You would think he's keeping the mother box quiet, but... He, this is the first time he's really allowing his body to do anything more than that, which is interesting Interesting to think of. It's like he was learning all that time before, and now he's trying to you know, put it into practice. 
He actually read his the execute uh, button. He actually read his car manual before driving the car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You think anyone's done that? Um, have you ever read your car? I manual? mean, like I have read manuals of things before starting stuff, but I, not a car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's an. But int- a car manual isn't like here's how to drive. <laughs> Step one. I don't know. I've never read anyway. the car manual. What if it does? It's just it's got reference points and you know parts. And- it's a big manual. Cars come with big manuals. You never know. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I have to look into mine. All right. If you've ever read your car manual before driving your car, uh, let us know. <laughs> Find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And while you're there, tell us what you think about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 84 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.